Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Some fans have said if the Orioles bungle the Manny Machado situation, then they are done with the Orioles. When is it okay for Orioles fans to say enough is enough with their fandom? Since December 18th, 2015, there have been three new Star Wars movies released, yet over that same two-year period, the Cleveland Browns have recorded just one win. Three Star Wars movies to one win, which begs the question, did the Ravens really accomplish anything all that great on Sunday? With Christmas just one week away, will the Orioles gift Manny Machado to someone, or is Dan Duquette's control just as magical as Santa Claus's magic? And I screwed that up. And I'm Josh Soroka. <laughs> I'm Bert Rohde. And I'm Matt Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Max, Josh, and Bird are ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336, the number one sports broadcast gets you fixed. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearly stunning host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. What up, coconuts? Hey. And the button lover, Josh Sroka. How you guys doing? Like me screwing up my read right at the top? Yeah, I was Typical thinking I Josh. introduce every, everybody at the top. I don't even need to introduce everybody at the top because we introduce ourselves in the introduction. We do. We do, but I'll uh, I'll fix that in post. So if you're not watching on Facebook, you don't know how I screwed up. Yeah, that's okay. It's not the first time; won't be the last time. Are it's you going to whole... redub yourself doing it correctly? Is that what you're going to do? Maybe it depends. <laughs> I got to I got to do the film study podcast tonight too, so it depends. Um, the problem is I made my I made my little question too long, so then I didn't want to read it since we're on video, and I should have just read it and forgotten about the video. Yeah, I haven't heard a question that long since Burt Rohde tried to ask Adam Jones a question. Well, I'm, <laughs> I also got confused because I also felt like I should rewrite my question to, at the last second, to be more about, will Burt talk about sports at all this week, or is it all about Star Wars? I, I plugged a little sports in there. It's, I know. Uh, it's just referencing how bad the Cleveland Browns are. You know, Matt, Burt and I did something rare yesterday. Yeah. We watched the Ravens game together. We what? actually hung out. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. Hand in hand. 
Where was what? What I was? What? What are you guys doing? What was I doing? I was sitting at home with on my with all my hands. I guess you weren't invited. I don't know. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys right. have a separate group t- group you know, text message th- going on too. Three's a crown. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel betrayed. Wow. Our wives were there too. Right. And your wives? Both of oh. them. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's messed up. I I'm know. sitting over here looking like an idiot. You guys are out there having the time of your life. Don't tell your wife. She'll get mad. Yeah. Besides it being the Browns and the worst and the most boring first quarter of football ever, it was a good time. Josh's oh. wife fell asleep and my wife did homework. Oh, see? <laughs> see, you guys didn't have me there to mix things up. I'm the wild card. You see, you didn't have the wild card yeah. there, so you had a terrible time. Good. I hope you guys had a terrible time. <laughs> That's messed up. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were like a trio, like the uh, three three amigos, uh, Larry Moe and Curly here, and now Larry and Moe are doing their own thing. It was. It, it, it's, it's rare to get the three of us together, and I know you two hang out together a lot without me, and I've been known to hang out with Matt on occasion without Josh, so it, you know, it comes full circle. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm keeping a record. I got an Excel spreadsheet open as we speak of every time each of us hangs out with someone. I'm keeping track of it all. So nothing yeah. getting past me. Okay. It should be this like goes an attendance into the Josh and Burke category. Okay. Check one. The first time <laughs> we've hung out without Matt probably ever. <laughs> At least in uh, like 20 years. Yeah. Right. 25 years. Yeah. I know. Yeah. If you go back into our younger days when you guys were little boyhood friends holding hands frolicking around the playground <laughs> you guys often excluded me from your adult hanging outs right because the last thing a 10 year old wants to do is get caught dead hanging out with a six-year-old i get it well and and what might be shocking to our listeners is when josh and i were 10 and matt was six i never heard matt say a single word uh he never ever ever spoke so it was it's really weird now that as an adult you don't shut up <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that's some that's somewhat ironic well maybe because uh, i was afraid to talk to you because you would bully me or something bird okay or yeah. maybe i had a little issue that uh of stuttering okay also that that was that was going to inhibit my podcast career i sure. was just like little camden up there not uh, uh i was not at the top of my podcast game at the age of six i'll put it that way i, I needed to grow into it speaking of stuttering if you haven't seen the new Star Wars movie, Benicio Del Toro plays a character, a new character, with a stutter who's actually quite likable. I, I thought of you immediately when he was uh, brought on screen. This is a really good time for stutterers. Yeah. There's yeah. that film, It, the main character. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, uh, I'm going to watch Bill. it tomorrow. Bill. 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 Yeah. yeah, Bill. Big Bill. Stuttering Bill. Big, Big Bill. Bill. He stuttered a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, that, that... And that took a little bit of enjoyment out of the audiobook, by the way. A little annoying, mm-hmm. Bill. Get over it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, he reels it in a little bit in the movie. The movie, he reels it in a little, so. Okay. And then I saw the other day a cheesy Facebook video. I, if there's ever a cheesy Facebook video, I click on it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't about cats. This one was about a singer named Ed Sheeran. Ever heard of this guy? Yeah, yes. I saw him at the Nats game. Okay. He I was on Game of is. Thrones. Yeah. I, some kids say I look like him. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't, they just, I'm throwing it out there. He's, if your hair was red. Yeah, he's got bright red hair. Maybe the same hairstyle, um, but right. his hair is, he's definitely known for being a ginger. Silas has a shot, maybe. Okay, I'm rooting for, still rooting for red hair with Silas. Um, anyway, I was watching this cheesy video about Ed Sheeran, and it talks about how it was like, it, uh, it didn't get the name until the end, but it's like, 
growing up, he was picked on and bullied. And I showed a picture of him. And the poor kid, no wonder he was bullied. His, his glasses uh, were bigger than his face, right? It looked like Josh <laughs> when he well, was in. If he wasn't face. like a really good musician and made all this money, he'd still be bullied and picked on. Have you seen him? What's that nothing, nothing special. And people compare me to him. Right. So I, I don't know what you're trying to say. Anyway, but then it talked about how he was also stuttered, not only because of the four eyes, but because he had a really bad stutter, Ed Sheeran. And Ed Sheeran's turned out to be a relatively successful singer, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yep. he's so got some I'm good just songs. saying it's a good year for the stutterer. It might be a bad year for America, but it's a good year for the stutterer. It is. Yeah. 2017. You know, uh, Bert and I also hung out on Saturday night together, too. We oh, had a yeah, whole weekend sorry. together. Oh, Excel spreadsheet. Here we go. Number two. Okay. Put it in the Excel spreadsheet there. On Saturday, too. What did you guys do on Saturday? My kids were in a Christmas play at church, and uh, Josh came and brought his kids uh, actually, his whole family to come watch the Christmas play. Oh my gosh! We went. Yeah, sounds supported. like the most boring thing ever. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that one. It was precious. Hey, there's yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, dose. Do <laughs> slide Matt. that next to my head, Josh. Can we can we move that next to my head? <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah, you see the color difference though. Uh, right, there's, there's definitely a color difference. That's not natural red hair. Look at that hair. That's not. Na- I don't know if that's natural, natural red hair. I, I I think it is. It's in his beard, also. All right, well, Josh, you got to get that childhood photo blown up on there now. Childhood photo of Ed Sheeran. Just glasses. Google Ed Sheeran childhood photo. They they might have used a face fake pic on that Facebook video. It seemed a little bit shady. That's true because you take any red haired boy with glasses, and that could be him. <laughs> yeah, it was like a I think it was like a black and white photo too. I don't know how old Ed Sheeran is, but the picture made it look like he was from like he grew up in the twenties or something. I don't know how old he is actually. Is. Oh yeah, there, there it is. is. There <laughs> it is. Look at him. That didn't look like what me a kid. kid. Yeah, that's Silas. That's gonna be Silas though. That, that does have a chance to be Silas. Look how big that head is. That yeah. Silas has, and he's Silas is ninety percentile. My son is ninety percentile for head size. Oh He's my. got a very large head. Big brain. Yeah. Big, big brain. Big brain. S- smart right. pains. So we got, we got to go and see Bert's kids in a play that Bert and I were in like 25 years ago. It was a recreation, a reboot, if you will. Oh, yeah? Hopefully better yeah. than the Star Wars reboots. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a yeah. lot more kids uh, redoing the same play Josh and I did in 1991. And really, uh, really whiny uh, and and tired shepherds. Yes, the little, little kids boys falling asleep shepherds. on stage. I, I love those little <laughs> kids' reenactments. Did they do like a Star Wars where they did a shout out to you all by like having you come on as minor roles in the? They in the, should have. <laughs> I, they I definitely kept, should have. I kept waiting for Bert, to, who who has all his lines still memorized, to just go up there and and correct the kid. Now, did your daughters Mackenzie or Delaney uh, was Albie in it too? No, just the just the girls, the twelve year old okay. and the eight year old. Did, did they have any lines? Uh, McKinsey had lines, yeah. And actually, she reprised the same lines, the same role that my wife, your sister, Laura, had back in the 1991 performance. So there's a little bit of a reboot there. They she played they, the same character. They updated it. The kid stole an iPod this time. Yes, yes. It's the oh, 2017 really? version. Right. Of course, it's not that updated because who uses an iPod anymore? Am I right, <laughs> Josh? Good point. Good point. <laughs> It wasn't. I a, still uh, use. I love my iPod Classic. I still use right. it. I, was, I think it was like a slingshot or something in '91. <laughs> they 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 should have had to steal an iPad. And then when they when they when she goes looking for it and and people start asking like, "Have you seen the girl's computer?" 
the person who stole it should look at him and say, what's a computer? One of those <laughs> that, that, that ad annoys me so much. <laughs> I think that'd be, I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. Uh, so now, what do we got on the plate? Well, all that was more exciting than the Ravens game or the Manny Machado tease. Okay. Well, I mean, there has been a lot of Orioles news. We we haven't met since winter meetings. Orioles made several additions to the team that I want to get into. The Rule 5 guys? additions to the team that I'm excited about. Uh, sure. But before we get into the Orioles additions, um, let's talk about uh, Ravens football. We beat the Browns. Last uh, I checked, we're something like an 86% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, yeah, the highest of a wildcard team. So uh, yeah. we in control of our own destiny. Since... Uh, we win, we're in, as they say. Right. Uh, so yeah. th- things are looking up for the uh, good offensive performance, good defensive performance. It was against the Browns, but still a solid win, right? Since since Joe Flacco's been quarterback in Baltimore, the Browns have gone through 19 quarterbacks. Eesh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. so you're yeah. saying things could be worse. I'm saying all those callers who a few weeks ago were calling for Joe Flacco's head – Calm down. Yeah. I yeah. saw someone on Twitter. I couldn't believe it. I, I could believe it because it's Twitter. They compared the Orioles to the Browns. The Orioles. No, we just we just to, had to five. We just had five years of good. The Browns haven't had that. Yeah, what a joke. <laughs> uh, uh, thoughts on the game? Joe Flacco looked good. The offense looked good for like the offense looks good. The, se- the past four or five games, our offense looked really good. If this offense could continue to play like this and the defense is good, we know. Yeah. That, this really looks looks good. Uh, I know it's the Browns, but they definitely seem like uh, after Antonio Brown just tearing up that secondary, it seemed like they adjusted and they really shut down. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The one Josh Brown Gordon. receiver, Josh Gordon. They shut him down. They shut so, down all the receivers, yeah. Right. Now, part of that is their quarterback really sucks, but – Still, it's a it's a good game, and the Ravens are proje- are supposed to win out and win the next two games, and it'll be fun. Um, a lot of projections have the Ravens as the up and coming, like the only team that ha- if, when you have to look at teams to face the Patriots and the Steelers, the Ravens are the only wild card team that can hang. Well, yeah, yeah possibly, but when you look at all of the teams that are going to make the playoffs or have already clinched the playoff berth. The Ravens have lost all of their games against those teams, save for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, but I think there's definitely something where this team is hitting its stride, and this is a different team than the first half Ravens. I would agree with that. I mean, um, health-wise, they're better. Joe, I really, it really makes me wonder if Joe was not comfortable and that whole miss in the preseason was a big deal because he's actually moving now. He's out. He gets out of the pocket now. Um they they even called that play late in the game yesterday for him to run towards the end zone. Seemed like a stupid play with a guy oh, so who dumb. with, with back injuries who, who yeah, you don't want to risk a concussion now or anything. So stupid play, but it's nice to see him moving. Yeah, anytime any run play designed for a quarterback, I think it's dumb. I mean, we see quarterbacks right. drop left and right. He's the most important guy on the field. Why would you ever design a run play for him? Uh, now, scrambling's one thing, right? But designing a run play—that's so dumb. Oh, I, right. I love it when a quarterback scrambles and makes something happen when the, when the receivers can't get open. But to design a run play is crazy. Yeah, I, and I wondered if it was more of the Ravens trying to show and give the team some more stuff to think about as they prepare, like they were doing the Cook pass, the. 
uh, the, you know, the, the little fakes and the end arounds. They've tried these little things even when they're up in games. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a personal situation going on here at the house to keep you guys updated with. I'm home uh, alone with the baby. I got the monitor right here. The baby is a little bit restless, not completely sleeping. But I made a mistake. I put the baby down to sleep, right? At right. Like 7 o'clock or whatever. Close the door. He fell asleep. I accidentally locked the cat in there. And now the, I see the cat running around in the baby's room. I don't want to go up there and wake the baby up anymore, but I don't want the cat to wake the baby up either. It's just an interesting situation going on right now upstairs in the bedroom with the baby sleeping and the cat in there. Just an interesting situation. I'll keep you updated throughout the right, show. Right. Can it we should have, be interesting. Can we have that as the fourth box on the, on the Facebook Live? Yeah, the baby monitor. <laughs> yeah, and all you can see, because it's dark, all you can see is like little eyes moving around. Uh, Bartok's eyes. I think, anyway. I, for it being the Browns, if you want to take something out of that game to be excited about, I think it's the fact that Sam Cook is still doing an amazing job. And Chris Moore, on special teams, was able to get down there each time and get that ball. And uh, I think it's now 50% of Sam Cook's kicks are they, they're held in within the 20-yard line. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> I, what, nothing we do have the, the best. We do have the best punter in the league. I mean, I mean, but but that's, that's that shouldn't even be like an. No, issue. I, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> that's something that that's something that's relevant. Whether you're playing the Browns, the Steelers, the like who you're facing doesn't really affect how your punter punts. It's a it's a good thing the Ravens do have the best punter in the league because other teams don't have great punters, but they're still good football teams. Right. Like they can they can overcome the fact that they don't have a great punter. I don't know how they do it. But they do. No, like, <laughs> I saw. I saw someone tweet out the other day. This is a serious tweet from one of our friends. I think it was Drew Forrester tweeted this out, saying like, from all the talk about you know Justin Tucker and and I don't know who else they mentioned. Oh, with Jimmy Smith, um, the guy who's going underrated as far as consideration for the Ravens MVP is is Sam Cook. And, and <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I heard uh, Glenn Clark was making that argument today. Oh, maybe it was Glenn Clark. I get them confused. And I and. He somewhat has me convinced, because even in he's the most been the most consistent guy all year. Okay, I'm sorry. Even if your team's 0-15 and you have the best foot, uh, punter in the history of football, it's a freaking punter. A punter is not allowed to be the MVP right. of your team. He's the guy who punts when you can't get a first down. Right. <laughs> he, just, but, he just kicks the ball. That's all he does. But, just kick as far as you can. That's but who, not MVP. But who are you going to make as the MVP? Before, it was Ladarius Webb before he got... Hurt and then his suspension. Ladarius I mean, Webb. Jimmy Jimmy Smith. Oh, I Jimmy was Smith. Say. But you can't give it to Jimmy Smith. You can't give it to a guy who's been suspended for PEDs. Yeah, I tell you, I mean, the most popular right na- name right now. We'll see how he plays out, and it's maybe recency bias. But Alex Collins has looked really good, and he's really stepped up. I would so say Terrell a, Suggs. Uh, Terrell Suggs, yeah. Yeah, and then and then Stanley's the other guy who's getting lost in there because he's a lineman. And Justin Tucker. I mean, I would give to Justin Tucker before I gave it to um, yeah Tucker's Hunter. Except Tucker's like Tucker's a fan fa- favorite. He's been a fan favorite uh, over these losing seasons. So I don't know. Any other takeaways from that game? Did no, you Did you guys You guys watch the end of that Steelers Patriots game? Yeah, there, there's requests for that in the chat room. I I didn't see any of it, but I saw the highlights. It was a lot of fun. That that final minute. Was a, a lot of fun football, and to see the Steelers score a touchdown and it be taken away was yeah, even they, more did, fun. Did they get screwed? Did the Steelers get screwed? No, 
The, the rule says that you got to keep your hand under the ball. The and guy just, didn't. And not just the rule. Forget the rule. We've been watching. You watch enough NFL games. That's the, game, that's the play that's always called. They always right. call it incomplete. Right. It Whether looks not, like a catch. It, it is a catch, but they always call right. it incomplete every right. time. So who the cares what it looks like? We all know that if you're, yeah, if you're putting it down on the ground and the ball moves, they're going to call it incomplete. We know that. Yeah. So it wasn't surprising it was whatever it's what it yeah is, it's what it is it's whatever it was just <laughs> fun to see the 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 uh Steelers just fall apart yeah and they choked at the end some kind of fake snap i don't know what the heck that even was yeah where all he had to and that was so weird all he had to do was spike the ball and let him take a field goal and they were going to tie the game yeah at least set the play up it yeah weird. it was weird try to get too cute sometimes so they were fighting for the number one seed yes. home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yes. Um, but with the the, but the Patriots big... getting the win, they they've all but locked it up. They just uh, if they finish tied, they'll get the home field advantage. Yeah, and right now they're tied. So if right. they both went out. Patriots gotcha. Okay. Field. So they're they are tied now. Same record. But the but the bigger story from that is Antonio Brown going out injured. With a calf tear, whatever that is. Yeah, to miss the rest of the regular season. Right. Which means he'll be back in time for the playoffs, assuming they get a bye in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to uh, take from that because it is. They, they, none of their games really matter too much until then. So it shouldn't even. it's not even really going to hurt him if he really comes back in the playoffs like he's supposed to. We lost Matt, so it's just you and I now, Bert. Oh, I thought he just turned into a mannequin there. Nah. He, <laughs> he dropped off, so until he comes back, you and I got to cover this. Well, uh, explain, explain to me how the, the Bills have the sixth playoff seed right now, though, over us. Uh, see, you're asking a film study question. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I did a whole podcast with Ken uh, McCusick on film study with Ken McCusick last week about tiebreakers and right. how the... Ravens sign up, and it, the tiebreakers go end up going so deep that it's it's weird, and it has to do with strength of who you've played. And right, I really don't think the Bills have the tiebreaker how it works out, but everyone keeps showing the Bills ahead. Yeah, so I don't. Well, know. It, it it depends on who we play the next two weeks, which is the Colts, the Colts and the Bengals, right? And who the Bills play the next two weeks, we could both win out, but even if that happens. They, they the can win out. Yeah, you're right. If the Bills can win out and still not make the playoffs because we would we could potentially win out too, but we can't afford to lose with the Bills ahead of us right now. Right. Right, exactly. But the chance of the Bills winning out is very slim. Well, I got to see who they play the next two But weeks. it's also weird because if uh, – did the Titans win or lose yesterday? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're 8-6. and six. So I think that's a win for them. Yeah, the Titans lost yesterday, which means if we win on Saturday, which we got to remind everyone that this week is a Saturday game, but if we win on Saturday and the Titans lose on Sunday, <laughs> then we clinch the wild card. Correct, and the Bills are playing the Patriots and the Dolphins out. Right. See, so. there's there's no way that the Bills are going into the playoffs. Titans lost to the Niners, yeah. Uh, well, you could say that, but the uh, – the Dolphins just beat the Patriots last week, so anything can happen, Josh. 
true. That's that is true. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Charlie Byrne in the chat room who just noted that put this another checkbox for where it's just you and me hanging out together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just fill, filling out those checkboxes. Um, how much have you been keeping up with the Oriole news? Uh, nothing except for the Manny talk. But even that, I, it's it's almost like I've just been waiting for a notification on my phone. I'm not out seeking information because there doesn't seem to be any to be had. Right. I mean, I, I feel like every time I turn open up Twitter, I, there's going to be news, but there isn't. No. And the news that came out, I thought it was after our show last week. It had to be because our show was before the winter meetings with yeah. the fact of how uh, Dan, the Orioles can trade Manny Machado, but Peter Angelos won't sign off unless the other team promises not to trade Manny to the Yankees midseason. Yeah, I didn't know that you could put those kind of stipulations in I mean, a deal. <laughs> I imagine you can put whatever stipulation you want in a deal but like when when we're at a point where we're trying to get as much value as possible from Manny Machado what's the deal with these weird stipulations hey Matt welcome back back. we enjoyed hanging out without you once again (laughs) yeah I put it on the Excel spreadsheet Uh (laughs) uh-huh another checkbox um we were just transitioning from football to the NFL uh, uh to Manny Machado and just about these winter meetings and all the Manny rumors that have been coming out and uh, Ken Rosenzoff saying he may be traded this week, the White Sox being interested, but, but, and the White Sox came out and said, we're willing to sign whatever that we will not trade Manny Machado until July or something like that with weird stipulations that Peter Angelos is, is adding to make, stop people from going to the Yankees or stop Manny from going to the Yankees. Do you think that hurts Manny's trade value? No, I think it's, I mean, it's a pretty simple deal. You you trade him to St. Louis. It does- oh, no. <laughs> That's what happens when you lock the cat up. The cat starts yep. chewing on wires. So, St. Louis is one of the few teams that makes sense for Manny Machado. Right. Um, I, like any, I like any deal that sends him to the National League. Exactly, the National League, because that's what, what, what we all really don't want is to have to go see Manny Machado at Camden Yards. In another Correct. team uniform. Yes, yes. Or, even, or, if it's a, even if it's an American League West or AL Central, we still got to play them twice a year. Uh, they're going to come in Camden Yards once for a three- to four-game series. Right. I'm just, I don't even want to revisit that. I don't even I want any part of that. So let him go to the National League. I know there's a such thing as interleague play, and he could still come for a three- to four-game series. Uh, I don't care. In the National League, it's National League for me, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. I don't pay attention to the National League unless there's some like big hot story going on. Right. What I don't understand is what the Orioles are doing. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> so, if you want to trade Manny Machado, there's. Are you trying to rebuild your farm system, or are you trying to trade Manny Machado for two pitchers who can pitch this year and then get you into the playoffs this year without Manny? Are you yeah, trying? Yeah. Because if you're not. Dan, that's where Dan Duquette confuses me because Dan Duquette's only under contract for the, this coming year. Buck Showalter only for this coming year. So why would he care about making a deal beyond that? Right. And if you are Peter Angelos and you're admitting that your team's about to rebuild, why have you not let Dan Duquette go and say, I'm bringing in this other guy who's going to rebuild the team, who, ca- yeah. who can care about beyond this year? Because if I'm Dan Duquette, 
I'm trading Manny Machado now for two pitchers who can help me this year, and I'm saying that I've got enough offense and defense that I need pitching, and I'm trying to win this year. I don't see the how Dan Duquette would care about trading Manny for the future of the Orioles. Yeah, and that's been his thing the whole time is not not rebuilding but reloading. Right. And so, right. And, and this is why he changed his mind at the winter meetings, right? Like, Because he did not go with the intent of trading Manny Machado. But then he's like, oh, crap, all these pitchers are being signed. And, oh, crap, uh, all these other guys like Alex Cobb are more expensive and we can't afford them. So it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? And then it became, okay, we got to maybe trade an asset. And Manny Machado, he's really the only guy that can bring you good young starting pitching. And so Manny Machado right. is that guy. Right. This is not rebuild mode. A lot of people think, oh, trade man, you got to go to rebuild mode. No, that's not the plan at all. Yeah. You, you still have enough talent in this team to win, and Dan Duquette sees that. And this, this is a move to make your team better, not to rebuild. Right, for this one year. To yeah. say for this one year, it, it's more important for us to have two starting pitchers than Manny Machado. And that's what Dan Duquette's trying to do. Yeah. He's not trying to get the best prospects he can get. Um, it, it's not rebuild. It's reshuffle your assets, reshuffle... Your, your, your budget and, and see what you can do. Try to, he's trying to do whatever he can do to win now the last year of his contract. Yeah, and people can hate that all, all you want, but that's been his consistent message the entire time. So this isn't him like changing his message. That's been his message the entire time. And you cannot like it, but I mean, that's, that's his plan. Right. Um, you mentioned the Cardinals before you left us. Yeah. Do, what, do they have starting pitching for us? I don't know. I don't know what their minor. I mean, I mean, the problem is you're going to be getting with you're dealing mostly with minor league pitching, because no one's going to trade you their top rotation starters for Manny Machado because they're trying to win. That's why they're getting Manny Machado. So it's going to be some minor league guys, and I I don't know I I don't know what's in St. Louis's system as as far as close to ready major league pitching talent. Uh, I do know they have a good farm system, and so but I can't tell you I can't tell you any names. So I don't know. Right, but that it seems to make the most sense uh, deal with St. Louis. Yeah, but it's only if Dan Duquette thinks that some guys in their AAA are ready to come up and pitch in the big leagues and be better than what we've got. Yeah, in the near future. Yeah, yeah. in the near future for this year. It's at all about this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'd be ready opening day, but at some point this year, yeah. But I would think you're you're going to need someone for opening day. You you haven't been able to sign any of these free agents yet. I mean, it's it sure seems like it's it's you want someone for opening day. Yeah, um, if, if, I mean, what's your guys' take on this? If you trade Mini Machado, does that signal equal full rebuild mode, or can you trade Mini Machado and still compete this year? You can totally still compete. It's uh, if you can give me the starting pitching, uh, like I was telling Bert before you came on. If you're going in rebuild mode, I would like you to let Dan Duquette go. And bring in a guy who can be here for the rebuild. Dan Duquette's not going to be here for a rebuild. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I because I'd be okay with the rebuild, especially if you're letting Manny go, you might as well go rebuild. And if that's the case, what's the incentive in Dan Duquette building for somebody else in 2019? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not okay with the rebuild. I want nothing to do with the rebuild. Everyone looks at the Astros and Cubs, <laughs> like there's two teams who have successfully re- have rebuilt quickly. And I could show you 15 other teams who haven't been able to quickly rebuild. Um, and, oh, sure. And we, I, right. I agree. And do we trust our farm system to produce super talent to develop guys no. like, like the Cubs and the Astros? So I want to avoid. 
I want to avoid rebuilding as much as possible. I think people are too quick to see the Astros and Cubs say, oh, that worked. So let's just suck for two years, and then we'll win the World Series. It's yeah, not but, that but, easy. But I agree. I agree with that assessment completely. It's not going to happen for us. If it, but uh, what what uh, what else is there to fall back on when you're going to trade away the best player to come through this franchise in 30 years, of which half of those 30 years they were below 500 consecutively? What yeah. what else do you fall back on? You're going to rebuild with Adam Jones, who's in his last year of his contract. Yeah, I mean, you right. still. I would argue you still have really good pieces there, like Jonathan Scope. Right, I, use him I'd imagine Scope would be a long term lockdown if you try to rebuild. Maybe, but then you're also handcuffed with crappy contracts like Mark Trumbo and Chris Davis. Yeah, I don't think Mark Trumbo handcuffs you. What is that like a three year deal? I don't think that handcuffs you as much as I mean the Chris Davis does. I mean that that's the Chris Davis deal sucks and and, it, and, it, and but, it's unfortunate. But it is. But Trumbo's deal is a scenario where if he's under contract for the next three years for them out there paying him, he's going to be in the lineup every day. Yeah, yeah. Like you're no matter how menace. bad he is. Yeah, and yeah. No matter how bad he is, they're going to put him in the lineup every day because yeah. they're. Paying Which I never him. understood why managers still do that. They make decisions based on how much a guy makes, not on who's the best player at times, which is very frustrating. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to see this team blow up. I'm not I'm not ready to sit through a hundred years of losing again. I'm not ready for that. Yes. So I want to put that off as I want that to be like last resort. Right. Uh, Ken Rosenthal's report this morning was that many teams improved their offers over the weekend, including the Diamondbacks, who threw in a young infielder, Brandon Drury, as part of their package, and that there's seven uh, teams going after Manny Machado but that there's still hesitation among all the other teams wondering if Peter Angelos will really greenlight uh, anything. Yeah, so, so, so there's a couple things here. First of all, um, I mean, obviously, any team's going to want Manny Machado, and I actually trust Dan Duquette to make a good deal. I trust Dan Duquette not to be suckered into a, a terrible deal. I think he's actually pretty good about making fair and decent trades for the most part. They don't always work out, but I think they're pretty fair and decent trades when, 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 when they're made. So I don't think he's going to get ripped off by any of these teams, especially because there's so many competitors. So he kind of has his pick and, and choose from it. The second thing is, right. uh, I think that is a serious concern, the Peter Angelos thing. We've seen this happen before, where the deal goes through. The most famous is the year in 1996, people talk about a lot. But we've seen this before, where like he has to have the final case. So everyone, every part could be in place, right? Uh, Dan Duquette could make the deal. Diamondbacks could say yes. Everything's set. Go to the owner for approval. And for some reason... He could have had indigestion that morning just being in a bad mood. <laughs> For whatever reason, Peter Angelos could say no, which he's done before, and then everything's off. And if you're the Diamondbacks knowing that, it does make dealing with the Orioles a little bit of annoying. A little bit annoying because they're a little bit of a tease. Even when you have a deal, you don't know if you have a deal really. And that can be frustrating, I think, for other teams. Sure. Yeah, teams probably hate dealing with the Orioles. That's a good point. Oh, oh I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, don't you think that's the case, though, with most if not all franchise, I mean, the owner has to give approval to the GM on deals, right? Yeah, but I think for yeah. other franchises, it's more of a, just a box to check. Like, there's no real fear of, of the owner putting a nix on things, right? Like, you yeah. don't often hear about the owner putting a nix on those things. Yeah, and it seems real backwards for a guy like Peter Angelos uh, to be knowledgeable enough to be able to tell Dan Duquette whether a deal is good or not. Yeah, like this is what Dan right. Duquette does. Why should he even? Why should he have an opinion? He should just trust Duquette, uh, the man he hired to do the job, right. to he... give him the best deal. Like there, that should not even be an issue. Even even if 
the protocol means the owner has to sign off on a deal across major league baseball every owner should trust their gm who they hired who they're paying that it, it like you said it's just a check the box it's a technicality that the owner has to sign off on it it's not like here peter here's the deal sleep on it and let me know what you think in the morning <laughs> i mean how do you think brady anderson fits into all of this because remember how that article came out last year about how brady anderson is kind of like peter angelos's spy in there and 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 in there to keep it t- tally on dan duquette and buck and make peace and report everything he reports straight to angelos it's a if, weird if, organization if brady has any say in this which i don't think he does but if he did i like brady enough where i would think brady would be the one saying hey give him 400 million dollars this you're never going to get another player through this franchise for the next 30 years right but i would think that buck showalter saying that and dan duquette is saying that who and, do you think peter listens to more brady or buck and adam <laughs> jones is saying that i mean who knows? Yeah, it seems like Brady's kind of the ears for Peter Angelos, but I don't know. Who knows? It's, all right. <clears throat> to, to finish up with Manny Machado, Yeah. do you think he gets traded before our next podcast? I don't think he gets traded at all. I think I, it wouldn't with, surprise me. I agree. I think yeah. he ends with the. I think he spends the whole whole year. Not season, you're saying not, year not even trade that. Not even a trade deadline move. Nope. 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 And I think yep. we lose the free agency. That would be so pick. Orioles. <laughs> that, that that you know last week i think i said he'll be traded before the end of the year after seeing the, the weird comments come out with peter angelos and stuff i find it hard to believe that he gets traded i'm with you they're playing, hoops to jump through. Uh, I, they're playing with fire right now with this because because they should extend it a little bit because you want to sweeten the deal so you you know the more teams get involved the more fighting they have between each other to give the orioles the best deal so they shouldn't just jump on the first good deal that comes along. They have a little bit of a bidding war going on, a little competition with the trades, but they're playing with fire because they extend it too long. Then all the teams are going to say, forget it. This is why we don't deal with the Orioles. Right. And we'll just wait till they let him go at the end of free agency, at the end of the 2018 season, because they're not going to resign him anyway. Which, right. Which is, again, the biggest storyline out of this whole thing is how the Orioles are blowing this and they don't know what they're doing. If they want to sweeten the deal, put out a rumor that you're talking to Manny's agent. Actually talk to Manny's agent and act like you don't want to give up Manny. Let teams come and beg you for Manny. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they messed it up or not. But I, re- I read an article this morning about Jonathan Scope because it was like, okay, if Manny's being traded, life after Manny, let's start planning. And like Josh said before, okay, it seems like it makes sense that Jonathan Scope is part of the centerpiece right, get him in of long life term. after Manny. And the article said, um, oddly... There's been no discussion with Jonathan Scope about an extension at this point. So it's just like Manny Machado all over again. Yeah. Yeah. He probably uh, will be. Yeah. Right. All right. Can we – I got a, I got a, I got a baby that's really whiny. Can we get to my strawberry of the week, speaking of whiny? Yeah. No, no rule fives. No, we talked about that a, a couple weeks ago. All right, I just want to get this off my chest here because there's some strawberry oil fans that are are coming out in full force. Um, I saw a lot of people have been tweeting out like if the Orioles blow this Manny Machado thing, they're done with the Orioles. They're like done being a fan of the Orioles. We mentioned last week, damn Zibakatkatsky, 
he for ESPN or something. He he said, "I've been an Oral fan for 34 years, and because they didn't make an offer to Otani, I'm done." Which is weird, but he's he's <laughs> done being an Oral fan. So I want to tell a little thing for your snowflakes. A couple things here. You can't do it. Like it's not allowed to renounce your fandom. You're like a fan, and you're a fan. There's no going back once you become a fan. And fandom is not based on management. It's not based on players. It's not based on ownership. Like you could have Peter and uh, Peter Angelos be the owner, general manager, and the and 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 the manager. And you could have Dan. Um, let's say you could have Mark Trumbo play every position on the field. And even that is not an excuse for you not to be an Orioles fan. You still are required by law, by fan law, to be an Orioles fan. But what about what about <laughs> the uh, what about the bandwagon people like the intern who who came back when the Orioles were good? Can, is he allowed on, to return to his Red Sox roots? Fandom is based on two factors. Two factors determine who you're a fan of, and this is where the intern went way off even at the beginning. It's based on who your parents are and where you're from. For example, my dad took us to Camden Yards, Memorial Stadium, then to Camden Yards. He took us to games. We were both born in Maryland, took us to games growing up. My dad's dad, born in Baltimore, took my dad to Memorial Stadium to watch the Orioles. And and this is how they became a fan. It's not like, here's what it's not like. It's not like you have a choice. It's not like when you're 12, there's a ceremony and they line up all the banners of the all 30 teams in major leagues and say, now, son, Pick your team. That's not how it works. Like, you are destined to be that. It's in your blood. It's part of your identity. It's part of who you are. This is not, it's not pro-choice here with fandom. Fandom is not pro-choice. You can't just pick and choose. And because if we could pick and choose, I tell you right now, I'm going with the Patriots. They sound pretty good. And then I'm going with the Golden State Warriors in basketball. And my baseball team is going to be the Yankees. And I have a feeling I'm going to have a pretty good year. But that's not how it works. You can't, you can't choose. That would be total chaos, right? You are born a fan. <laughs> then you are a fan of that team for life. And you can make certain, you can do certain things when you're upset. You can complain on Twitter. You can, uh, you can not renew your season tickets, right? You can cancel your massive subscription. You can do those things, but you can't stop being a fan. That's something you cannot do. If you're an Oriole fan, you're an Oriole fan for life. That's what being a coconut's all about strawberries like flip-flop and say okay i'm done here there's no being done if you don't like the management you got to deal with it because you're that's your team and you're a fan of that team you guys agree with me on this so i think this might be a bad time to say that if the orioles trade manny i'm quitting the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're with you. i mean i feel like we've had this discussion many times over the years uh because we do have an issue with the strawberries in, in society today I, that are flip-flopping teams. I, but I've never seen it like I have, have uh, uh, with this whole offseason. Well, what There's it so is. So many people saying, I'm done. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy. You, it's, can't, you can't be done. It's not allowed. You You're know what? They're all, they're all back on the Ravens now. The Ravens are on the playoff hunt. Shout out, Bert. Hey, I'm all, all in, baby. Back in. Yeah. That uh, and my other qu- Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's it's disappointing, and I, maybe it's like this with other teams, and I just I'm not paying attention to it. But like I said earlier, we're not gonna get another guy like Mandy through the farm system for another twenty to thirty years, and and it's he is special. He's a guy you should back up the truck for, not somebody like Chris Davis or Albert Bell fifteen years ago and stuff like that. Um, 
other teams let their star franchise players go to free agency or trade them right before they go to free agency? Or is it, is it just, it's just the nature of baseball now. I, yeah. I think other, it's of mid market, small market teams. You see it all the time. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's unfortunate also, though. Cause in 20 years, when the next man, he comes along, don't get too attached to him. You know? Yeah. I mean, just the same way Sonny Gray ended up with the same way. All these players get traded to the Yankees, right? Cause you got to know they if can't you gotta, if you got a stud coming through your farm system, you got like a five-year window to win the World Series with him or else. Yeah, that's what you got to do with the Royals did and then what the Astros did. Where you get all the studs, you have to kind of line them up. So you get like seven studs coming together so you can make a little run for five years. Right. Yeah. But that, it also shows how rare it is to have a guy like Manny Machado. That it really is sure. a, a generational player. Yeah, also um, uh, Snowflake of the Week, uh, mini avocados. So apparently – people are cutting themselves on cutting an avocado. So they're making new avocados without the, without the pits in the middle. Oh, like, seed, so, like I do like seedless watermelon. Yeah. This is like a seedless avocado because so many people are cutting themselves when they cut the, the avocado, a lot of hand injuries. That sounds pretty strawberry. Like, yeah. Also, if you take away the pit, I would think I would cut right through it and slice my hand like more easily. The pit yeah, yeah. stops me from going right there. I would like to see one of those people that can't even manage to cut an avocado try to crack a coconut open. Oh, that's, oh yeah. If you can't cut an avocado, there's no way you can handle a coconut. Forget it. <laughs> that's true. All right, hey, guys, I got a screaming baby. Can you wrap this podcast up? Let's wrap it up. All right, boys and girls, thanks for checking us out. Sorry about a couple of technical difficulties there, but we still brought you great entertainment, great content. Get your Orioles fixed. Hopefully when we talk about next week, we'll have some more action to talk about. Yeah. I have some stuff to get in with this Rule 5 draft. We didn't get into this week. We'll have to get into next week. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all to find out when next week's episode is going to be recorded. we got to adjust oh, yeah. things a little bit with Christmas. Yeah, because I want to get I want I want a scouting report. We'll break it down. Each of us will assign, since there's three Rule draft picks, there's three of us. I'll assign each of you a Rule 5 guy to break down for next week's show. Oh, homework. Uh, and then we can root for them in spring training, our guy to win out. All right, I want the left-handed <laughs> pitcher. The huh? I want the left-handed pitcher. All right, good. You know how fast his fastball is? Uh, 83. 89 miles per hour. So 89. you take right. run for it. Maybe he can be a knuckleballer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Brody. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. And you can follow me at Section 336. And you can follow the show at Section 336 Show. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Resign Manny. Yeah, right. <laughs>